Good morning, Riley. How are you doing? Great. How are you, Val? I honestly can't complain. It's uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. It's pretty freaking warm here. Where are you based out of right now? <laughs> I'm in New York. Nice. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi. hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, I expect this to be one of those spaces that has 10 people listening in live and 50 people listening afterwards once they want to know more about the vault uh, once they see it. But thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, always nice to talk to the Stride team and to Riley as well. And uh, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Uh, the reason for this Twitter Spaces is that we've just had, a, we had just launched our first collaborative product with the Stride team, which is a pretty big step, I think, uh, for the ecosystem and fast as well, which is our very own SC Atom Atom Dynamic Vault. Um, I'm going to talk a bit more about the vault in a second, but I think I want to give Riley a little chance to. Uh, start off by maybe uh, I'd be curious to know how Stride thinks about Adam as like you know interchain money and like how much liquidity was unlocked with your liquid staking of Adam uh, in the past and kind of yeah how you see that space right now. Yeah, I think Sonny had a space yesterday or the day before where he talked about this in detail, and we tend to agree with his take in large part, which is Adam and ST Adam are the premier collateral asset of the interchain, and if you look at Collateral around Mars, UMI, Shade, uh, various DeFi protocols like stablecoins, perps, ST Atom makes up the majority of the collateral, and we hope it will continue to uh, grow in its share. Uh, maybe 90, 95% of collateral eventually will be ST Atom or maybe other ST assets, but for now, Atom is the, the big kahuna in the room. Um, and that's why this vault is so particularly exciting. All those integrations rely on having deep liquidity on osmosis for the ST Atom Atom pool. And this vault by Quasar enables users to get capital efficiency in LPing that vault and thereby support the ecosystem's use of ST Atom as collateral. Oh, nice lead up. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, um, you know, our ecosystem is a very interesting position in that, you know, we kind of have a uh, atom as something that could really feasibly be interchain currency. And I think that that kind of that mental shift that I think was started maybe a month or two ago uh, is a pretty cool, honestly, evolution, I think, uh, you know, in Atom's ongoing uh, search and, and continuous expansion and, you know, what it can provide to the ecosystem and in which aspects it can add value. And I think, yeah, Stride with SD Atom, you guys have undoubtedly unlocked a ton of liquidity for the entire ecosystem. So, by the way, thank you on that aspect as well. And yeah, as you've mentioned, you know, the, um, when we were, we were both at Cosmoverse and uh, when I was on stage, uh, I made the argument that the swap efficiency and the size of swaps that you can do is kind of the baseline on which you multiply the size of a DeFi market. Um, DeFi, inevitably, the bottom line is, can you do big swaps and can you do them efficiently? Otherwise, everything built on top of that starts falling apart. 
And uh, we're honestly humbled and like pretty, very proud to to be the first of all to kind of increase the capital efficiency for Asti Atom and Atom specifically. Um, you know, for things that you might you cannot control on Stri's side as well, right? Minting and um, I guess well unminting uh, of of ST assets is a very crucial function. Having a backstop on that side as well and the liquidity and just allowing people to enter ST positions from a swap in osmosis and to exit them as well is certainly going to be uh, a, a big health value add to the ecosystem as well. Uh, final thing on that point from Quasar's perspective um, that you know for the people listening in that may ask, oh, are you not just a yield farm? Are you not just a place to like make a yield? Sure, yeah, we are a pretty good place to make yield, but the underlying value for the ecosystem is the capital efficiency in which that yield is generated. Um, the way Osmosis moved its incentives program is that in the, uh, in the old AMM full range days, $1 of liquidity would you know translate to X amount of incentives. And now it's about how often you use that dollar. So the incentives are distributed by how capital efficient your capital in the LP position is. And so what we've done for the you know noble USCC, but also Axler USCC, USCT pools is deploy capital so efficiently that on a pool the size of two and a half million of total liquidity, you could do a $1 million swap, singular swap, and have less than 0.015% of price impact which is very comparable to Uniswap's $30 million USCT, USCC pool. So uh, we're pretty excited to see how far we can push it with ST Atom and Atom. It's it's very interesting because, you know, it's assets that are highly correlated, but not to 100%. So, so it'll be interesting to see how our strategy uh, adjusts there. But yeah, I guess, you know, asking you, Riley, how do you see kind of the future onboarding pipelines for people into ST assets, into Stride assets to be? Do you think it's going to move predominantly into your front end do you think it's going to be shifting into dexes once the liquidity is guaranteed and like just generally how do you see the onboarding ramps into st liquidity yeah great great question uh, ideally the onboarding ramps should decentralize and spread around the ecosystem we've seen some early signs of this uh, for example leap wallet allows you to liquid stake their Edmos is creating a widget to allow users to liquid stake uh, there might in the future be a widget on Osmosis. I think we saw that in Sunny's keynote uh, during Cosmoverse. Um, but really, liquid staking is just infrastructure. It's a very thin layer that sits below the stack and supports collateral for all the other DeFi applications around the ecosystem like Quasar. So a user should be able to start with Atom, swap to ST Atom, whether that's through the protocol or through a liquidity pool like the one that uh, this vault is LPing, and then use that ST Atom in DeFi without having to navigate to a separate website, AppStride Zone or Leap Wallet. They should be able to do that in the application that they ultimately want to use the, the ST Atom on. And they should be able to do that seamlessly with very low slippage. So that's that's part of what we're discussing today. How do we make sure that they can do that on the liquidity pool with low slippage? They can obviously do that through the protocol with low slippage today, zero slippage. Uh, you just get the ST Atom at the uh, current rate. Uh, and likewise, if you redeem through the protocol, you get it at the same rate with no slippage. But that involves IBCing your tokens back to Stride, which can sometimes add a little bit of friction and um, isn't as efficient in cases where maybe you need to liquidate a position that's collateral in the lending market or in a stable coin. So that's that's why the pool is is required. Um, and your your example with Uniswap's depth and comparing that to Osmosis is is really interesting. 
I'd be interested to hear what you think uh, the capital efficiency is going to look like on the ST Atom Atom market once this vault is live and holds a lot of liquidity. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, first of all, to the, to the distribution, I fully agree with you. I think that uh, if anything, you know, what DeFi is aiming to be is as resilient as possible, right? And as like openly accessible and as distributed as possible. And I think uh, the more onboarding ramps you have, in order to do certain actions, the better for everyone. I think we, we've seen this in Ethereum. It's starting to come into Cosmos. As you've rightfully said, Leap Wallet integrating a lot of its stuff into the wallet. Kepler now also enabling swaps, the stride front end, uh, the coins integration on the small system. There's a very big shift from all sides to consolidate together, which I think is, is really great for protocol teams to be able to work together. And it's even better for users because it improves their user experience. But yeah, about swap efficiency, that's a, that's a good question. I think we obviously uh, on our side always like to have you know a couple days and weeks of data before we kind of make assumptions one of the things that which you know a bit unrelated but one of the things that we have a lot of arguments on which is the apr uh, i want people to know that if the apr has the little sign in front that says you know roundabout that means that it's a projected apr uh, and the goal for us is to always go into non projected apr into actual historic apr numbers which most of our vaults at this point have uh, I think we're using a, a balance between th 30 days, 14 days, and seven days. Um, but yeah, about the SC Atom Atom Vault, I think we can expect you know similarish uh, capital efficiency. It's going to depend on how much of the liquidity is going to be in the vault. It's going to also depend on, or actually improve, not depend on our upcoming multi-range um, update, which is going to allow vaults to have multiple positions of liquidity in itself, which means it can balance against its own liquidity which is like the only reason that we have deposit caps right now is because we don't have that feature. As if you can imagine, uh, Riley, if we have 90% of a pool's liquidity and then we have to rebalance against the 10%, that that's not uh, the outcome we wish to have. Whereas if a vault with multi-range has all the pool's liquidity, it can, you know, without an issue, rebalance against its own liquidity. So um, the swap efficiency is probably going to be comparable to USDT, USDC, which means basically none. And it's going to be able to facilitate pretty much any swap size anyone is looking for in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and yeah, we're pretty excited to play our role in that. Uh, strengthening the baseline infrastructure of Cosmos DeFi is, I think, everyone's goal. And it's sick that we finally found a way to work on this together. It's also always a pretty cool, this is on a personal note, a pretty cool way uh, to, to start onboarding protocols into the Quasi experience because, you know, wink, wink, but we have plan we're planning on doing some protocol and liquidity stuff in the future as well. And I think that this is kind of a first step for a lot of projects, in this case, you guys, to see how Quasar works and how you guys work with us and how that works for you and for users to see if we can, you know, take partnerships further. But without beating around too much, uh, beating too much around the bush, I can already see we have around 30,000 on the vault uh, since we've had the Twitter spaces. So nice. There is some growth there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, taking this a little bit off the topic for you. Riley, which uh, which assets are you the most excited to onboard soon, or is that something you can't talk about? Is that is that too much alpha? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, that's a pivot. Uh, we could talk about that. Um, so come on, uh, I, I thought I want to spice it up. You know, how, like how how long can we really you know butter our biscuits and our you know wings about the world? <laughs> uh, uh, let's come back to that in a minute. I, I just had one follow up question about what you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, Oh, happy to drop a little bit of alpha about upcoming assets, but oh, let's come back to it. Um, you, you mentioned rebalancing in the vault. Um, 
could you talk a little bit more about how that works? For example, if the ST Adam Adam price appreciates 20% per year uh, in line with inflation, uh, it's predictable. How wide of a band would Quasar set around that price? And then how often would it be readjusted? And when it readjusts, do users pay transaction fees? Or uh, you, you mentioned that with the USDC vault, if most of the liquidity is owned by Quasar, the rebalancing or the shifting of the band is only against the remaining 10% of liquidity. How does, how does that whole process work? Could you yeah. walk us through that? Yeah, very gladly. So first things first, one thing to understand is that Quasar vaults are computed off-chain. Um, while you know, intuitively on-chain feels like something that's better, if you look at any on-chain strategy anywhere in the entire crypto ecosystem, they perform historically horrendously bad, simply because it's completely easy to trade against them. Right, you just you see what the code does. So you can completely trade against, um, you know, on-chain strategies. Um, they're also not adjustable, so they're static, which means that sure they they do dynamic things, but the way they do them is static. They're not they're the opposite of machine learning algorithm. They're the opposite of something that self improves, which again makes for not a great scalable product long term. So our strategies off-chain computed. Um, there is different algorithms. There's different scripts that evaluate multiple different aspects. There is now the taker fee, right? Which is that the, the, the tax that you have if you want to swap or rebalance in Osmosis. Uh, full disclaimer, we've convinced the Osmosis team to have a function in their update that has uh, an ability to not have the taker fee for certain addresses. And we're gonna probably do a governance prop soon, arguing that Quasar as an LP and not as a as a user of Osmosis, but as you know, the prod protocol that does what Osmosis needs, which is LP capital efficiency, should not pay the tax and not be you know carried through to the users of Quasar. But that that's besides the point. So there's a taker fee, then there's a swap fee. Then there's obviously uh, calculations around slippage, expected slippage. And on top of that, and then against that, actually, you you balance rewards, potential rewards. So in the case of SC Atom Adam, which has a predictable appreciation rate, I'm not going to make statements on how often the vault rebalance or what the band is, but it it will have to basically look at all these different aspects and come up with a golden rule. Maybe it's going to be once every couple of hours. Maybe it's going to be once every couple of days. Maybe it's going to be once a week. Um, but there's going to be a trade-off between, obviously, the IL that you incur when you rebalance the rewards that you incur against weighted against that, and then obviously the transaction cost of any sense. Um, on the multi-range aspect of things, once we have that, what I mean is that a vault that has at this point 100% of liquidity, that has some of its liquidity effectively more or less full range, means that if you rebalance the tightest liquidity range, so let's say the vault has three ranges, you know, full range, medium range, super tight. If you have to rebalance the super tight liquidity, you will rebalance it against the full range and the medium range, which means that we're not dependent on outside liquidity anymore, which is one of those kind of early stage aspects that are like, you know, something to keep in mind, which is again, why we have the caps, because to your point, we do not want to have 90% of a pool in a rebalancing situation, as that would mean that you have to rebalance a significantly bigger portion of the underlying liquidity, which also again means that you're going to incur a slippage. So how in rebalance works is obviously you sell the asset on the top end and you add it on the bottom, right? Or on the bottom, you sell on the bottom and sell it on the top. So you, you move the liquidity ratio of your position, which inevitably is directly the range. So if you have a 50-50 position, let's say, you know, 
you uh, atom as the atom. Um, that means that you are as much up from the current price on the ratio as you are down. If you, for example, have 90% ST atom, 10% atom, uh, then that could mean that you are 90, nine times higher up anticipating an increase or actually decrease in ST atom. I think for this example, it would be better to say 90% atom and 10% ST atom. You would have a predictable increase in the price, which means that you're going to LP more upwards than downwards, given that downwards would mean a sort of DPEG, in which case the protocol does not want to realize impermanent loss. Because if you start rebalancing, if you have an on-chain strategy and there is a, a peg loss, you know, a DPEG, it will automatically realize all its IL, which we have a section on that on our uh, calls and rest presentation. We don't want that. So the vault will not do that. So the vault is probably going to anticipate upwards movement uh, and LP to the capital accordingly. Um, does that answer the question? I hope it does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very helpful. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, the ST Adam Adam vault is somewhat more predictable than other uh, pools. It should move up and to the right with maybe some slight deviations. We all love it. Up and to the right is just glorious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With 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 slight slight peg deviations depending on on market action. Has Quasar ever considered trading through the pool to arbitrage it in addition to LP? Is that a vault that? Great might point. Be so I, I can definitely tell you, Riley, there's a massive task force internally of DGENs and also uh, from our strategist side that just like loves looking at these opportunities. And like we have at this point a list of I think 40 to 50 yield opportunities identified in Cosmos. Some differ in size. A lot of yield opportunities disappear after a certain amount allocated to them. So let's say, you know, we have um, there's some Levana strategies that could make a lot of revenue for depositors. But if you have more than half a million or one million TVL in the vault, it would you know, decrease rapidly. So um, to answer your question, we want to do all of that stuff. And I think like if we want to realize the vision of Quasar being the interchain yield hub, then the core aspect of that is connecting multiple app chains and multiple uh, primitives, not just osmosis and not just CL. Just in this current market right now, it is undeniably and undoubtedly the most profitable and the best place to run strategies. But, you know, in the upcoming bull market and with, uh, you know, more locations in which ST tokens are traded, which means more arbitrage opportunities, it's a very natural uh, question to want to arbitrage those. Now, whether or not those are going to be centralized market makers that you know can run this uh, efficiently with their own capital, or if this is a valid uh, strategy for you know global decentralized LPs to deposit into in our vault is yet to be seen, depends on the current, on the, on the specific strategies. But I can already confirm to you, Riley, we have a half-page document about what you just asked me about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should follow up after the call. I'm eager to, to talk through some of those. Yeah, was, absolutely. I mean, uh, nothing more exciting than opportunities coming in. Um, yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I would like to just kind of ask if anyone has any questions specifically from the audience about the CL vaults or about the SD Atom Atom Pool. If so, feel free to raise your hand. I see Robo. Nice to see you again. Good for you to be back. Vlad, we got Crypto Guru. Always liking my posts. I appreciate you as well. Um, so let's see if we have some questions. If we don't have questions, I'm going to assume, right, that we did a phenomenal job at explaining everything. <laughs> yeah, I have some questions from the community I can just toss out there. Absolutely. Uh, while we're waiting for folks to come up. The, the two I've heard the most are 
Uh, questions about whether other ST assets will be supported in CL vaults. And then the other one is, uh, I think Rarma made some posts on Twitter about USDC being out of band. You, you guys had some good banter back and forth. And the question was, do people eat IL in that scenario? And would that happen or not happen for ST Atom? Great questions. First of all, Marty, I put you up. I'll uh, I'll let you speak after I answer this question. So first question was um, the, uh, sorry, can you remind me the first question again? Yeah, it was about other ST asset vaults. Yes, exactly. So the bottom line of Quasar effectively, which is like, you know, users want one thing and then they realize they don't, they don't want it, right? The, the bottom line question is what is the volume and what is the underlying liquidity and the yield of different ST assets? As you've rightfully said, Adam right now is the by far the most dominant one. I would love to support all of ST assets, but there is a big cost associated to running the strategies and demand hours to improve them and to keep track and stay up to date on on all these things so we have to kind of really consider you know where we put our effort given that again we have like 40 to 50 yield opportunities and a lot of teams reaching out um the goal i can say for myself i'd love to support all sc assets um, but for that to happen the first thing needs to happen is volume needs to move into those once volume reaches a critical mass it makes sense for us to create a vault. So long story short, yes, absolutely, but needs to have volume. The second question was about being out of range. So uh, I'll get, get the community up to speed. Uh, Rama, pretty cheeky guy, pretty fun guy. We always have a little bit of banter on Twitter. Um, was trying to, was identifying which uh, addresses our vaults have and realized that one of them was out of range. Now, the first thing I want to mention is uh, my man is dedicated because we have an internal system that alerts when a vault is you know, getting starting to get out of range. Uh, there was a very rapid liquidity dump in osmosis. It you know, dropped like 10, 5% or 10% in like less than, uh, I think it's 20 minutes. Um, and so my man was hitting F5 and alerted us effectively one minute after our internal system. So, but yeah, I props to him, honestly, like, that's a good point. The question at this point is obviously, why did the vault not rebalance before? Uh, there's a couple answers to this. Number one, um, the vault still deposited capital on the more on the upper range and on the lower range, um, simply because it seems to you know think that Osmo is going to pull back up. You know, if you have such a rapid decline, and very often it ha there's a bounce back, right? So uh, I think there was an expected bounce back. Also, if you are always at every like if you want to be in range 100%, you have to be in a wider um, in a wider position. So Again, because you always pay a taker fee in this case, maybe soon not anymore, a swap fee for sure, potentially slippage, uh, and definitely IL if you swap, uh, you have to always reconsider how wide you want to go, which means you're going to get less rewards, or how tight you want to go, which means you have to realize that IL more often. Now, that's a balancing act. Um, and sometimes a balancing act means that the vault may be out of range for 30 minutes or one hour maybe three hours before it decides to accept that there is no rebalance and go back into the range um so that's that's what happened in this case now will that happen to sc atom and atom um the only case where that happened was the rapid decline in price which if that were to happen to sc atom in relation to atom that would mean a dpeg in which case no the vault will not realize the il because it would realize that there is a there is a DPEG situation, and given the underlying ability in the Stride protocol to swap the SC asset back into the non-SC asset, that means that there is a, a way to, yeah, to basically acquire the underlying asset. It means you don't have to realize that IL. So it will not happen in this case. Um, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, solid explanations. Thanks.
Okay, Perfect. we have two, two folks we, up on yes, the... Yes, we got Marty. Hey, thanks for bringing me up. Um, I was curious if you guys, I know you have a ton on your plate in terms of like integrations, but uh, would it be possible for you guys to get um, integrated with like Barnes V2 credit accounts? And like kind of like, is it like a verified uh, strategy in there? Because like, I know like Osmosis governance is already, like you already have to like be permission to upload contracts. So it's kind of, I know you probably have to go through Mars governance too, or I don't know if it'd work because if it's like an NFT or whatnot, but yeah, I'm curious if you've thought. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first of all, thanks for your question. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Mars is super cool. Lending and borrowing allows for a lot of cool strategies. You know, you can loop, you can leverage. Um, you can also ARP the different funding rates uh, for other DeFi primitives. So long story short, yeah, super interesting. In fact, we've been with the in contact with the Mars team for more than a year at this point. One of the reasons that we haven't done anything yet is because we've had multiple dependencies both ways at different moments in our development cycle. Um, but I can tell you that, like again, I personally definitely want to work with them. I think that there is opportunities to use Mars to, for lack of better term, also you know, pun intended, to leverage Quasar's current vaults and current products. Um, but certainly credit accounts are super interesting and like something that we are very excited for. I cannot give you a timeline again. Uh, like we are, we have the luxury problem of having a lot of inbound and not the ability to work through them. But like uh, leveraging and Mars are certainly one of the core primitives of any DeFi ecosystem and would be very exciting to work with. So thank you for the question. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, the UST liquidity charge you went on on Twitter and just being active at it. And, uh, thank you, know, you Marty. Letting people know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how much time. How much <laughs> no, it, you made it seem like, yeah, I mean, something was done. Usually, I don't know. I was just usually quiet about stuff when things are going not so well. Or just quiet in general. I mean, they're working, but like it was, it was nice you were on Twitter and just like obviously like actively fighting for it. But I appreciate that. All right. Thanks for, uh, let me speak. I appreciate Thanks for saying that. It's you know, there's reasons to be quiet because you, that means that people don't see when something goes wrong. You know, our our very public open communication about USDT cost us one and a half million of TVL. That's a pretty rough number. Uh, we lost one and a half million TVL without something that we did wrong. In fact, we solved an issue that wasn't ours to solve. But nonetheless, we believe that open communication is just the only right thing to do. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, Robo, you're next. Yeah, hey everyone. Um and and Marty actually kind of touched on this already, but just maybe to uh to add a little bit. It's one strategy that I've really been enjoying with concentrated liquidity pools is um you know, effectively like adding liquidity on on leverage um or just adding adding liquidity using borrowed assets. Um I think like a really nice potential value add for for these vaults and and again probably working in in concert with Mars would be to have them allow for uh like a almost like a self repaying loan with the the fees and the yields um you know so effectively you borrow um borrow assets use add those to a vault um and then the fees can can be used like almost to automatically pay off the loans instead of uh, being compounded. Just wanted to to maybe like you know see what what your guys' thoughts were on on something like that. So at this point, I feel like I may have accidentally shared our internal documents to everyone in the world because you guys <laughs> keep touching on everything we have on that list. Yeah, auto repaying loans and leverage are absolutely top of the list as well. Um, it's a very perfect use case for Quasar because it takes away a lot of manual work. It makes manual work predictable. 
it allows for higher yield. It allows for like it, it's it's exactly what we need to work on. Um, there is a couple again. There's a couple of dependencies that we're working on, and a couple of things that we are waiting on to to really make it work. Especially, uh, you know, that may be a bit too much alpha, but um, with ETH IBC and the ability to access Aave, there could be some interesting stuff happening. Uh, don't quote me on timelines. Don't quote me on what, but I'm saying uh, what you guys are saying is on our list, and we find it. Yeah, it's pretty nice to see that you guys are very much following what we're doing, and I appreciate the insight on your thought processes. Robo, always nice to see you as well. Um, all right, we got Crypto Guru as next. Hey, uh, thanks. And again, just to echo Mari and, and Robo there, uh, well done on the USDT uh, situation, uh, just sensational. So yeah, thanks for that. Um, my question is, again, back to ST Adam and Adam. So currently... Uh, I am providing liquidity in uh, Osmosis, not the concentrated ST Atom, Atom pool, but I think it's just the ST Atom and Atom pool that was pretty heavily incentivized by Stride um, in the beginning. I think the incentives have now fallen down a bit, but uh, mathematically speaking, um, why should I deposit in Kaiser when I have that? incentivized pool because I have to pay you guys as well uh, fees uh, to, to uh, adjust uh, these walls. So I just just want some kind of mathematical answer from you on that front. And uh, if, if you can uh, convince me, thanks. <laughs> Gladly, man, I appreciate it. So um, there's two things on incentives and I, I think Riley probably has some more insights on that. But what, what uh, Osmosis has communicated is that incentives are going to move towards uh, per um, liquid per volume basis. So effectively, let's assume that let's just assume for the sake that there's seven SC atom atom pools. There is a zero fee pool. There's a zero one percent fee pool. There's a zero three percent fee pool. There's a CL pool and there's a legacy pool. Right? Make it five, whatever. Uh, the way incentives are going to be distributed, at least from the Osmo side moving forward, is by the amount of liquidity a pool has. So, for example, if between those five pools. Uh, sorry, volume, excuse me, not liquidity specifically. So let's say we have these five pools and for some reason, the SC Atom Atom legacy pool has a million of liquidity and the CL pool has, let's say, 100,000 of liquidity, but they both make 10,000 of volume. Then the SC Atom Atom CL pool with 100,000 of liquidity is going to get the same amount of incentives as a full range AMM. Now, that is a phenomenal design for Quasar and also for users of Quasar and for Osmosis as well, because it directly pays for volume for incentives, which is much more important than actual underlying liquidity. So uh, I suspect that with our vault on the SC Atom Atom pair on CL, I suspect most of the liquidity moved to the CL pair. Why? Because the reason that I think liquidity has stayed so much in the full range one is because, as Riley has said, you have to keep rebalancing all the time. That is by design. That's the way the ST item works, the ST asset works. It keeps occurring in value. And people don't want to log into Osmosis and rebalance manually position every single day. None of the options that Osmosis provides you as a predetermined strategy, like, you know, tight, aggressive, whatever they call it. None of them work for you because as the atom just keeps going up in value against atom, uh, as Riley said, to the top right. So you would have to manually rebalance the entire time. The way to, why to use Quasar is because the vault would do it for you and would do it more efficiently and in a tighter range. And the vault is probably going to be the main reason why most of the volume, most of the incentives are going to move to that pool because the vault will ensure very high swap efficiency, much higher than what the full range 
uh, pool allows you to do. So I yeah, think so um, I think uh, that is correct. If osmosis is in incentivizing, uh, I think in this case it was tried still an incentivizing legacy uh, pool, which I think has still far better uh, liquidity. So, but but I, I get your point. Maybe Riley can. Uh, but actually, I actually want to touch up for that for you. So yeah, the legacy pool is much more liquidity. I guess I'll ask you, try uh, Riley, does Stride plan on moving incentives to the new CL vault and uh, CL pool? Yeah, I don't think anything's been announced around that. Um, and the incentives are managed by a slightly different team. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but the I think a blog post is probably coming out in the next few weeks to announce whether incentives will stay on the current pool or, or move to CL. I think for right now, they're still all in the XYK pool because that's the collateral pool that supports all the SD atom integrations. So that's the one that needs to be deep for right now. But as integrations shift their oracles to point at the CL pool, then it might make sense to move uh, incentives there instead. Perfect. There you go. So I think that the, the, we're facing a very, uh, we're facing a chicken and egg problem here, uh, Guru, because uh, this is also similar to what happens with the, uh, with the USCT pools. Uh, Kava has a target of five to 10 million TVL in the, in the USCT pools on osmosis. And they want to incentivize on a rate above 10% until that point, and then at least minimum 10%. And that's on top of swap fees for once it hits 5 to 10 million. But they always do this retrospectively. So we are in this chicken egg problem where people look at the, you know, at our stablecoin vaults and they're like, well, it only says, you know, 60% APR. And that's because that's what the historic one is, because the Kava pool, the Kava um incentives program adds more incentives as tvl goes up but retrospectively so if our tvl would were to double today uh, people would get actually more rewards percentage wise per person because kava would acknowledge the increase and then reward them retrospectively um and i think that's probably what's happening here as well is that we want to prove to any uh DeFi primitive that uses the full range amn pool as their price oracle and as their you know collateral uh, we want to show to them that the CL pool is going to have much higher efficiency. And once that is the case, which again, chicken and egg problem, it needs to get there first and it needs to add, you know, get incentives and uh, increase in value. But once that is the case, uh, it would make a lot of sense for all these uh, DeFi collateral pools to move to that CL position, given that SC Atom Atom is one of the assets that makes almost no sense to be in a full range. Yeah, so to put it bluntly, I would not be moving my liquidity uh, from that till it is incentivized. But definitely, if, if I have some new STL Adam, then I definitely will consider Quasar. But very, very informative. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, uh, that's completely up to you. I expect there to be incentives in the new CL pool. I mean, uh, as Riley has said, it's not the right core team that decides that. We will see what the the the, the DAO decides on that front. Um, but from a completely capital efficiency standpoint, and obviously I am biased, but also even if I wasn't part of Quasar, it does not make sense to incentivize a full range position if you have a CL pool that is uh, that has the same amount of liquidity, given that a full range swap of, let's say, USDT, USDC of 1 million in a 3 million position, you will eat at least 25% slippage versus, you know, as we've shown to our pools, a, three, a 1 million swap in our 3 million total liquidity pool, you can get out with 0.01% of slippage. And as the Atom Atom being a, such a correlated asset, um, it's going to have the same situation. But I appreciate you. Uh, let me know if there's any other speakers. But I feel like we've uh, touched on, on pretty much all topics. I'm actually pretty excited. I'm actually pretty excited by how 
deep the questions from the community went. Uh, it's always pretty nice to see. I don't know if you feel the same way, Riley, from your perspective, but it's like crazy if you start building on something and suddenly people have like super in-depth thoughts and kind of discuss it with you. It's, it's a pretty liberating feeling. I'm always blown away by how technical and uh, savvy the, and, and sometimes how DGEN as well, <laughs> yes. the Cosmo community is. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Well, I think this is a natural good moment to uh, to finish this call. I appreciate everyone for listening. You can follow Stride by obviously clicking their icon here and following them. Riley, I think, is also linked there. Um, or maybe you can plug your own Twitter. But yeah, from our side, Quasar.fi is our website, app.quasar.fi for our web app. We are on osmosis, so if you connect your wallet and you want to LP, you do not need to move assets. They, If they're on osmosis, they're on osmosis. That works for our product. Um, and yeah, my Twitter is Valeo777, and I appreciate you all for listening in. Uh, Riley, what's your Twitter? Where do they find you? <laughs> Interchain Riley. But most, Interchain of Riley. Updates, most of our updates come through the Stride account, so to just follow that one and you'll, you'll get it. We also have some, some avid liquid staking uh, enjoyers in the crowd. I see Airdrop uh airdrop glide app you've been doing some incredible analysis recently yeah so, he's pretty he's pretty in depth i mean you know sometimes sometimes the communication style is very uh you know direct but uh i appreciate the deep dives as well um nice well thank you riley thank you everyone for listening in thank you for all the question askers and the listeners and i wish you guys a great day ahead. thank you bye thanks for joining bro. bye Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken knives I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knives And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and wonder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they
they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and blunder the earth. Say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.